This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 10 entitled Performing Despite the Pandemic. At the Selking Performance Group, we are all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence because we believe that if leaders create a system that is designed for human beings to flourish and perform despite very challenging situations, right? That's what high performance really is. High performance is being able to perform your best consistently when it matters most. If leaders can create organizational systems and structures that are aligned with the tenets of human high performance, and then if we can train the individuals within that system to build the mindsets that we know lead to high performance and to success and to be able to navigate adversity and challenge and setbacks on a more consistent basis, then that's where greatness truly happens. And so that's what we do at Selking Performance. Again, working with leaders to create systems, working with individuals to build mindsets and putting those two things together to build and create greatness in this world, to unleash the greatness that we firmly believe is inside the human spirit. So fun fact, I know many of you that's listened, know that we have a book coming out early next year. It is called Winning the Mental Game, the Playbook for Building Championship Mindsets. I am so excited for that. As soon as we have more details on release dates and pre-purchasing and all of that, um, I will absolutely get it to you. But be on the lookout for it because again, as we think about how do we build these mindsets, this book is the playbook for the foundational elements of what goes into mental skills, mental training, mental development, and then from that original playbook, we can really construct mindsets towards anything, any craft that we're trying to be great in this world. And so Merry Christmas. It is our Christmas week, Christmas season. If you are celebrating Christmas, I want to wish you the merriest of Christmas. Um, And the title for our episode for this week is Believe in a Hope. Believe in a Hope. And quite frankly, that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about a hope, a hope for a future beyond this life, a hope for love despite challenge and despair in this world, a hope for forgiveness, a hope for grace, a hope for unity, a hope for peace. And so a a blessed holiday season to all my other brothers and sisters who are maybe celebrating a a different religion, but Christmas, right? Because Christmas is a a Christian holiday. Fundamentally, this is about celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Who who came as a savior for the world to to give us a hope for eternity. And so that's what this episode is about. It's not, you know, again, if if you're not a Christian, please don't turn off yet um, because this is about learning to cultivate hope in our lives. And, and quite frankly, again, that's what Christmas is. And that's why I paired these two things together because Christmas is just a season of recognizing and celebrating that there is a hope. 
and that we can find hope in in someone and something if we desire that. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but but hope is a construct that is well studied, right? Well researched. And we're going to break down some of that science today to help you understand what is hope. How can we cultivate that in our lives and then how can we believe in a hope? Because here's what we know. Hope drives us forward. And people without hope quit. They give up. They find themselves in despair. I mentioned this last week. Suicide is up 200% in kids in our country, in just the US since the pandemic, since, since COVID-19. Because you wanna know what the, that, that's the real pandemic. The real pandemic is people lo- losing hope because they've been so injected with fear and so isolated from other people when human beings are not designed to be isolated that they've lost hope. And so this episode is one to hopefully open our minds and our hearts that there is a hope, that hope is worth fighting for, that hope is is worth believing in because it will be the single thing that draws us forward. Hope is the thing that, that helps us pursue our goals that we have in our hearts. Hope is the thing that helps us wait for the man or woman that we've that we've longed for in our hearts to to be married to, if that's a if that's a, a, a dream in your heart, right? If it's not, that's fine. I'm just listing things, right? Hope is what gives athletes, you know, the discipline to be working out by themselves in early mornings or late nights and to go through rehab because they they believe in a hope that they're going to be able to play college ball one day or play pro ball one day. Like hope is the thing that activates grit. Hope is the thing that that keeps us going even when it's difficult. And so as we think about this week and this construct, think about it as it relates to Christmas, but think about it as it also relates to how we're living our lives on a day-to-day basis. One of my favorite quotes is from Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, we must accept finite disappointment but we must never lose infinite hope. We must accept finite disappointment. Listen, there are things in life that are not gonna go your way. You are gonna lose people close to you. You are going to not get opportunities that you thought you deserved. You are going to uh, be disappointed in outcomes after you've put a lot of work into something. And you gotta accept some of those disappointments. But You can never lose infinite hope because it's that infinite hope that helps you restructure how you're going to think about that finite disappointment to keep fighting, to keep going, to keep believing, to keep growing into the next best version of yourself. You know, it's so fascinating. In the 1950s, there was a Harvard study done by Dr. Kurt Richer. And so what he did is he actually, so this is a little bit gruesome, so just bear with me, okay? But he did a study with mice. And so what he did is he he put these mice into water and had them swim. And so on average, right? So they'd swim, 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 swim until they sank, right? And when they sank, they would die. Now, right before they would sink, he would take them out. So on average, they were able to swim for about 15 minutes and then they would give up and they'd start to sink. And when they did, he'd take them out, he'd dry them off, he'd let them rest. Then he would put them back into the water. Guess how long those mice were able to swim when they went back into the water? 
Again, remember on average 15 minutes the first time. So what do you, what do you think? Maybe throw out some numbers in your head, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 hours, 60 hours, six, zero hours, not minutes. These mice were able to swim for 60 hours because they believed that they would eventually be rescued. Think about that. Think about your own life. When in seasons of your life where you're pulled out of a moment, you were able to reset, refocus, dry off, and then went back into it. And think about how much harder, how much further you were able to go because you, you remembered, man, I made it through this once. I believe I can do this again. You know that soccer chant? I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I, I believe, right? That's not just a chant. This is a thing. Do you believe? Do you believe that you are a good human that deserves love? Do you believe that you can accomplish your goals? Do you believe that you can beat the number one ranked team? Do you believe that you can be a force for good in this world. Listen, if you don't believe, you're gonna be on average about 15 minutes before you give up and you start to sink. But as you go through life and you learn that you can do hard things, you can be resilient, you can be gritty, you can bounce back even through the deepest, darkest, hardest seasons of life, you are going to be able to continue to fight because you believe. One of the most heartbreaking things that I hear from young athletes is, I just, I just don't believe that I can be good, that I can be good enough. And so before we even get to talking about mental toughness, can we talk about belief? Can we believe in a hope? That's, that's this message, right? So in 1994, C.R. Snyder defined hope of having two components. The first is that they're pathways or an ability to find ways to reach one's goals and that there's agency or motivation to reach those goals, right? So hope is defined as the belief that one can find pathways to desired goals and the belief that one can muster the motivation to use those pathways. Okay, okay. so again, hope is defined as the belief that one can find pathways or avenues or ways towards their desired goals and the belief that one can muster the motivation or the energy or the will or the courage to then use those pathways to get to those goals, right? So it's one thing to know what your options are, to know what you need to do. It's another thing to be motivated to do what you need to do to get what you say that you want. And when I say that, I mean your, your athletic goals, your business goals, your relational goals, your mental and emotional strength goals, whatever those things are. Do you know what the pathways are? Do you believe that you can find those pathways? And then do you believe that you can muster the motivation to get there? I love that because, it, because again, it puts it back on us. There are so many things outside of our control in the world right now. And so because of that, people are losing hope but can we take back some of that control? We have been gifted with a brain, with a mind 
The brain and the mind are different. The brain is the two to three pound mass that you have under your skull. The mind is the spiritual side of you being human. And I don't mean a religion here. I mean a spirit. A spirit is what makes humans different than dogs, than whales, than grasshoppers. And the mind is what allows us to say, man, is that thought that I'm having right now helpful or hurtful? If it's hurtful, can I release it and can I replace it with something new? Can I actually use my brain and my mind to think about what is going on in our world right now? And then can I make choices and take control over my own world based on what I'm thinking about, how I'm perceiving that? Can I find these pathways to a future? And then can I be so committed to that future self, future relationship, future business, future goal that I'm willing to do what it takes to get there? That's what I mean by having a hope. And so the story that I wanna share with you today, again, every episode we've done a quote, a study, and then a story is my own personal story. So, you know, I was a soccer player at the University of Notre Dame. I grew up, I started playing when I was six or seven years old. And I knew from the very beginning, like I wanted to play college soccer. And so from seven years old through, you know, high school, that's what I wanted to do. And everything I did, everything I didn't do, everything I ate, drank, didn't drink was all because I wanted to be a division one college athlete. And so, you know, when I got to Notre Dame, I was like, this is it. This is what I've been working my entire life for. And it and my identity was wrapped up in being an athlete. And so I'd actually I had actually committed to the Naval Academy my senior year of high school and tore my first ACL a month before I was supposed to leave for plebe summer. But through that process I had had really fallen in love with Notre Dame. And, you know, I called coach and he said, listen, you know, I told you that if you got in, you'd, you'd be on the team. So welcome home. So I was a recruited walk-on at Notre Dame and came at the last minute, basically three days before the Notre Dame deadline, I accepted to, to come to ND. And, and so I redshirted my fall season in my freshman year and then played my spring season. And I was that kid, you know, after every practice, I would like talk to the seniors about, you know, how am I doing? What do I need to do better? And they're like, Alat, you're doing great. Like, like keep it up. We're excited. You I mean you got a lot of work to do, but we're excited to see how you grow through the summer, et cetera, et cetera. So then I go into my end of the year meeting and with my coach expecting to hear, Hey, you got a lot of work to do this summer, but we're excited to have you. You're a really hard worker. You're great for the team, blah, blah, blah. And I heard, how would you feel if you weren't on the team next year? And I just remember like this emptiness in my heart and my gut. And I just started crying. And I said, you know, everything I've done since I've been seven was to be living this dream. So you tell me how I'm going to feel if you take it away. And they said, Hey, come back in two hours and I'll tell you what, what we decided. So I left and I'm in the middle of finals week. Right. So I tried to study, but I couldn't, um, I was just so devastated. Um, my world was rocked. And, and so I opened up a daily devotional that I was getting from FCA at the time. And, and, and I have to understand, right. I'm a crazy athlete. And so my college number was 29 because my high school number was 11 and 11 was already taken, but two plus nine equals 11. So that's why I went with 29. So whenever we were the number one ranked team in the country, so we would sign stuff for little girls basically every day. And so I would always sign it A-Lat, which is my maid, Latner's my maiden name. A-Lat Jeremiah 29, 11. I was like, you know what? It's a good verse, but it's got both my numbers. And so there you go. So I'm in this moment, I'm, I'm across the Jack, if you're familiar with Notre Dame, the Joyce Athletic Center at the Jordan Science Hall, trying to study, like I said, couldn't cry in, open my email. And it started that, start, that daily devotional started with Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for your life, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you 
to give you a hope and a future. And I just started bawling because I think something inside of me knew that soccer was over. And yet I was there for a reason and there was a hope and there would be a future if I would continue on this path. And so I dried my tears. I went back across the road two hours later and went into my coach's office. All three of them were there. And, and they just said, Hey, you know, you came in with 10 girls. We've got 10 girls coming in behind you. Your knee didn't really come back the way we wanted it to. And so, um, we're going to release you. And I just bit the inside of my mouth apart because I wasn't going to let them see me cry again. <laughs> and, uh, and I just kept saying, Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I stood up and I shook their hands and I thanked them for the opportunity. And I walked out. And I remember standing on the corner. Um, there was still a road through campus at the time. And I remember standing on the corner and I didn't know where to go. Like I, I didn't, I, I couldn't go study and I couldn't go back to my dorm. Like I didn't want to see people because if, if they saw me and I wasn't Amber, the soccer player, who was I? And so I just stood there for a really long time feeling really, really empty. And I just remember going back to, for I know the plans that I have for your life, says the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and they are not to harm you. They are to give you a hope and a future if you will keep going. And so that has become my life verse because of, it's been an anchor. Like I've been through hard seasons of life and every one of those, I have gone back to just repeating that over and over and over again until I believed in the hope, till I believed in a hope of a better future, of a future at all, right? Whether that be relationally, whether that be professionally, whatever that might be. And so this week, I want you to believe in a hope, Find something that you can hold on to, that you can hope for, so that you can continue to swim for 60 hours and beyond, believing that there is a hope, that there is a future. Because this life is worth fighting for. There's people in your life that are worth fighting for. The dreams and the goals that are in your heart are worth fighting for, but you won't do it unless you believe in a hope. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. And, and, you know, if you, if this whole Jesus thing is interesting to you and you want to know more about that, reach out to me directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com or check out some of my favorite pastors that I've listened to. My favorite of all time is Erwin McManus. He's an incredible pastor and thought leader um, out in Southern California, really creative, spiritual perspective, um, been through a lot in his own life. Doc, uh, Rick Warren is another one of our favorites. And, and so check them out. Derwin Gray is another amazing uh, voice that we listen to that sort of in, in fuels our, our perspective and to learn about the hope that's in Jesus, because there is things worth fighting for. There is life beyond this. And at the end of the day, just find your hope and believe that there is a future for you. And so your championship mindset training for this week is to believe in a hope. Reach out if, if you don't have a hope, there's suicide hotlines out there. Just Google suicide hotline. If you really find yourself in a state of despair this holiday season, I know these holidays can be tough for a lot of people, but don't give up. There's people who love you. There's people that care about you. And so if you're on, if you're on that end, right, please reach out for help. If you're on the other end where like you just need to, to fight a little bit harder for the dreams that are in your heart, then find that hope and freaking fight because the world needs you. 
Now more than ever, we need men and women who are courageous enough to stand in the gaps and fight for goodness and greatness in their own lives, in their families' lives, in their teams' lives, in their communities' lives, and in their organizations' lives. So find that hope, believe in a hope, have an incredibly merry, merry Christmas. Follow us on all the social media platforms. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. Mindset.